0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service on RF, Internet Streaming and Text at wia.org.au.
1: No hiding it, this is the WIA National News Service. This edition. For week commencing June 12, 2016. Severe weather in Sydney appears to have been to blame for last Sunday evening's nationwide outage of websites and online services. The Sydney Morning Herald reported users had issues accessing services including Menulog, Domino's and GoGet, as well as many websites, including those belonging to Fairfax Media. Streaming services were also down, including Stan and Foxtel Play. At the same time, many customers of Westpac, Commonwealth Bank and MeBank reported widespread interruptions to their FPOS service, making their bank cards temporarily useless. In many cases, social media representatives for the affected companies and services pointed to Amazon as the cause of the issue, with the company confirming at 4.49pm that its web service platform was affected by a power outage. FPOS was not actually connected to the Amazon web service issue, however. Pop-up emergency networks for rural Australia... VK7 found this on the web and it's certainly worth a share. If ever you get stuck in the Australian outback, chances are you won't have any mobile coverage. Around 5 million square kilometres, over 65% of the country, receives no mobile signal and in times of emergency, this can of course be incredibly dangerous. However, odds are that you may be driving a Toyota Land Cruiser or someone not too far away will be. The carmaker's focus on delivering tough and durable handling for rugged and unforgiving environments has made this brand one of rural Australia's most popular four-wheel drives, selling more Land Cruisers per capita than anywhere else in the world. Taking advantage of this market penetration is and such in partnership with Flinders University. The two are pioneering a new device that can be fitted in Toyota Land Cruisers and the technology has been part of a pilot in a fleet of Land Cruisers fitted with the device in the remote Flinders Ranges, South Australia. Toyota said it is currently exploring the feasibility of a commercial vehicular rollout
0: of the LEND devices. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds.
1: VK3 PDG has let the WIA know... The Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, SPARC, will hold its annual Rosebud Radio Fest Sunday, November 20 from 9.30am. They've got so much more in show for you in show number five. And you can book tables now. And also it's just $6 an entry. VK5 and it's g'day this weekend to all at the Southeast Radio Group's annual convention and national fox hunting championships in Mount Gambier. News of the Fox Hunt winners are expected on next week's broadcast. The event is also attended by WIA Director Paul Simmons, VK5PAS, is going to give a presentation all about the WIA. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Southeastern Australia, it can be heard on 7177kHz, lower sideband, at 9am Central Standard Time, using the open-source FreeDV dv 1600 digital voice mode. I'm Mark, VK5QI. WIA Board Talk, and we'll be joined by our President Phil in just a moment. However, the ACMA licence renewal has caught a few recently another individual and club let their acma licenses lapse but with a friendly alert sent by a ham both were again quickly made current the acma sends a renewal notice to the email or postal address that the licensee has recorded about two weeks before the license is due to expire the responsibility rests with the licensee to keep the contact details up to date and pay the license fee by the due date this is where current contact details are vital Without them, the ACMA has no way of sending you the advice of a pending expiry or renewal notice. If a renewal notice is not received in the month leading up to the expiry date, request one by contacting the ACMA Customer Service Centre. Technically, at midnight Canberra time on the expiry date, the station is unlicensed. However, a small window of opportunity exists up to 60 days when the licensee can renew a license by paying the license fee without penalty the ACMA will cancel your call sign if it doesn't receive a response within a limited time after the expiry date. Your call sign will then be available for reissue. It's automatically appearing on the WIA-administered publicly available call sign list. Now, a few people try to get their licence back after it has expired, but are told by the ACMA, apply for a call sign through the WIA office to restart the process. This means that the WIA needs to make a call sign recommendation and submits this to ACMA with a licence application to enable a new licence to be issued. However, it's not always under the previous call sign because, as we've explained, it may have already been issued to someone else. There is an answer, and that answer is to always know your ACMA amateur licence renewal date, whether or not you receive formal renewal,
2: and make sure you renew it to keep your call sign. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, President of the WIA, reading a piece for Jim Linton, VK3PC, our Company Secretary. Last week, the WIA broadcast briefly mentioned the annual general meeting and events on Norfolk Island. Further details will be in the July edition of Amateur Radio magazine, and also some pictorial coverage will be in the August edition. We are continuing to receive a lot of good comments about the AGM, including the video live streaming to members via the WIA website. So much so, the WIA Board of Directors have decided that AGMs should all be streamed in the future. The Wireless Institute of Australia is a not-for-profit body under the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, ASIC, and has its own constitution with a Board of Directors. WIA directors are very aware of the potential for conflict of interest. At the first board meeting following the WIA's annual general meeting, all directors are required to reveal any potential conflicts of interest, and these are recorded. If an item is raised at a monthly board meeting where a conflict of interest may arise, the director is required to excuse themselves from the discussion unless asked by other directors and also excuse themselves from the vote. This year, all WIA directors will undertake training in corporate governance, although some may have already done so as part of their employment. Another practice of the WIA at its first board meeting following each AGM has been to identify key areas to concentrate on for the next 12 months. This year, we have identified three key areas – Young Australians, increasing WIA membership and strengthening the WIA's committee system. Recently, there's been a greater emphasis placed on youth education in science, technology, engineering and maths, or STEM, which is also called STEAM when you include arts. More young Australians are being encouraged to pursue an interest and or career in science and technology. The WIA board has held discussions with educators over recent months, and we believe there is an opportunity to introduce a basic introduction to wireless technology within the engineering module. The WIA is developing a concept proposal. The board also wishes to build a stronger WIA by improving the member experience and involvement. We also want to find ways to encourage lapsed members to rejoin and make the WIA more relevant to them. One good suggestion from the open forum was to introduce a one-year free associate membership to all new radio amateurs, including a digital copy of AR magazine. The third key area for this year is a review of the committee system. The volunteer committees are key to both the consultation and implementation of the various facets of WIA activities. But while some are working well, others may need to be reinvigorated the WIA board have started a review of the committee system. While these are the three key areas identified for attention this year, naturally all the WIA member services and advocacy work will continue normally. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, President of the WIA.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service on RF, Internet Streaming and Text at
3: wia.org.au. International News USA Amateur Radio Emergency Service ARIS volunteers in Kentucky recently joined other volunteer organisations, law enforcement, firefighters, and emergency managers in an effort to locate a missing single-engine private aircraft. Members of the Civil Air Patrol, CAP, also took part in the search and rescue mission, and the operation had the support from the American Red Cross, which provided meals and water for the responders. We were only called out for communications, so we didn't know what would be needed. Hardin County Assistant Emergency Coordinator Shelby Ennis, Whiskey 8 Whiskey November, said afterward, Therefore, Whiskey 8 Quebec Alpha Sierra, the emergency communications point of contact for the incident, and I took a lot of gear. Most of it was needed. Firefighter Andrew Houbrae, Kilo Golf 4 Oscar Oscar Zulu, also served at incident command for communications relay and support on non-HAM radio frequencies. And there were three radio operators at the IC to monitor the various radios and frequencies. Ennis said four dual-band radios were pressed into service to monitor and or operate on up to half a dozen or so different frequencies. The crash site was spotted on the afternoon of June 1 in a remote area. The downed aircraft was said to have been an experimental military replica that flies at extremely slow speeds. Maybe not flying at low speed, but certainly floating at low speed is Marine Boy Zulu Lima 1 Sierra India X-ray with its low-powered transmission on the 30-metre band still floating around in the Pacific Ocean. Bob Sutton, Zulu-Lima-1 Romeo Sierra, reports that the solar-powered buoy is transmitting on the weak signal WSPR and JT9 modes on the 30-metre band, with its location after 20 days in the ocean being Alpha Golf Zero Four 4 Juliet. Bob explains it is at the mercy of the tides, currents and wind direction, the solar-powered buoy is moving at an average speed of half a kilometer per hour. It was launched in May in the middle of the ocean by a yacht. Tracking is via its transmissions of data each hour on the weak signal WSPR and JT9 modes. More details on the exciting project along with real-time mapping is available online. The URL is in the text edition of this broadcast. Data sent hourly has had the boy travelling at 1.21 kilometres per hour in a nor east direction, then looping back on its course which accounts for the now average 0.31 kilometres per hour. These have been decoded by many, including Echo 5-1 Whiskey Lima. ICASA Fire Last week, a fire broke out at the offices of the Independent Communications Authority of South Africa, ICASA. The building suffered some damage. The ICASA licensing office was partially destroyed. None of the May 2016 examination papers were handed in so they were safe. We have been informed that the ICASA management are now looking for other premises to conduct business from. They will inform the SARL head office where the officers are and when they can submit the RAE documentation. There will therefore be a delay in the issue of these licenses. 13-year-old spots mistake at Al Capone Museum exhibit. Atlas Obscura reports that on a recent visit to the Eastern State Penitentiary, 13-year-old antiques enthusiast Joey Warchill noticed something amiss. Joey, who is a collector of antique radios and record players, instantly identified the large cabinet radio included in the exhibit as a Philco A361, released over a decade after Capone served his jail sentence. Philly.com reports that Warchell emailed Museum Vice President Sean Kelly about the mistake offering to track down a period-appropriate replacement. As an antiques collector specialising in radios, he wrote in the email, the radio displayed is a Philco A361, made in January 1942. Last week, John VK4 Juliet Juliet Whiskey brought you the story on how the IARU has not heard from Belize in over 20 years. Further now, as you will hear in this story filed by our editor, Graham VK4 Baker Baker, for Amateur Radio Newsline this week, where on earth is the Belize?
1: Well, if you know your geography, you might answer Central America, or if an old-timer, British Honduras. But if you ask the International Amateur Radio Union, you'd be told it's nowhere. It's gone missing for the last 23 years. In fact, that's what the IARU formally stated in a late May news release, reporting that a long-time lack of IARU activity from the club could only be interpreted as its death knell. But visit the website at barc.bz and you'll find a different story. A statement there, along with a link to the club's Facebook page, states that the Belize group is far from dead. In fact, a news item posted on the site May 21 reports the club was recently certified as an NGO, a non-governmental organisation. So what's happening? By all reports, it seems the club has been resurrected. A June 2 posting on its Facebook page declares, quote, We are the new bark. There was an old bark that ceased to exist some time ago. The statement goes on to say that the new club has actually submitted a formal application to represent Belize with IARU in Region 2. And that, it turns out, is just what the IARU is looking for. Meanwhile, the club seems very full of activity and life. A May 29 posting on its Facebook page even shares an announcement of a meeting members held last April and photos of the group's field trips in May, including one to the village at Blackmanetti. It seems that in Belize, where there's life, there's hope and ham radio, please me for amateur radio newsline. I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Thanks,
3: Graham. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Locally produced, nationally voiced,
0: globally heard. We are VK1WIA. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Albury-Wodonga region, it can be heard on one four seven. megahertz at 10 a.m. Sunday and again at 7.30 p.m. Sunday. I'm Frank, VK2BFC. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA. This is WIA
4: Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with a final reminder about the winter VHF-UHF field day. Only six more sleeps to go. Action on the 2016 Winter VHF UHF Field Day opens at 0200 UTC on Saturday June the 18th in all states except Western Australia, where it starts at 0400 UTC. And all the fun and games comes to an abrupt end at 0200 UTC on Sunday the 19th, except for VK6, where the hammer falls at 0400 UTC. Get out there with a rig, or a few, and give it a go. It could even be fun. You'll find the final word on the field day rules on the WIA website in the contests section under the VHF UHF field days. It's easy to find. You can choose to participate under any of the four sections. Portable single operator, portable multi operator, home station or rover. And there are four subsections. Single band only, pick a band and go at it hammer and tongs. Four bands, use any of two or more from 6 metres, 2 metres, 70 centimetres and 23 centimetres. All bands, working on VHF from 6 metres through UHF to the microwave bands. And Digital, contacts on any band or bands using non-voice digital modes. As before, there are two divisions for scoring. The traditional grid square scoring and distance based scoring. This is likely to be the last time we have that. You can enter a log for either 24 hour operations or 8 hour operations. Pick your strategy. Part of the purpose of the four subsections is to provide something for newcomers to amateur radio as well as field day newbies, and to cater specifically for foundation and standard licensees. Marshaling the requirements for a single band operation, or perhaps two, three or four bands, is not a daunting task. A founding principle of the field days is to go out and have fun, so these categories can provide a taste of that. To keep the pace rolling along, the repeat contact period is two hours. Electronic logs in ASCII text format are required. You can enter your log via the WIA website Log Upload Facility. If you're new to this, you can download a free, locally developed electronic log program by googling VKCL. Developed by Mike VK3AVV. One last thing. You can advertise your participation and your field day location online. Go to www.contestradar.com and enter your call sign and grid square. Contest Radar is a neat little application developed by Lou, VK3ALB, and Andrew, VK3MIX. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, vk 20 h for VK1WIA News.
5: Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, 2016. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 6 and 7. Remembrance Rd Contest, August 13 and 14. 36 Lara contest is on the last four weekend in August, August 27, 28. One to listen for in DX this week include 2M0JMN is in the Cayman Islands, in A016, operating a ZF2MN until the 17th of June. He will be operating holiday style on the HF bands. Send QSL cards by M0OXO. F6CKD is on the air from French Guiana until today, the 15th of June. As FY stroke F6 CKD. He is mainly on 20 and 17 metres. Send QSLs via F6 CKD. Also giving the ether a bit of a tickle until today is DF5UG on the Air as 9M2QQ from Sigamat in West Malaysia until the 15th of June. is mainly on 20 metres using SSB. QSL to his home call sign DF5UG. Jonathan, KK7PW is on the air as 5X10 from Uganda until the 8th of July. Activities on the 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands using 5 watts. QSL via EA5GL. Cayman Islands, ek 99 aa EA5UK will be zf 2 ae from Grand Cayman, IOTA NA016 from June 27, 2016 to July 2, 2016. Activity on 40 to 6 meters, mostly Riddy stroke PSK, including satellite activity from grid EK99HI41RB. He will also be active in the DLDX Riddy contest in the single operator multi band single radio category. QSL to home call sign AA5UK. Operating close to heaven. Alex OE1DXU currently in Vienna. Informed OPDX, he and others will be active as OE5XWM stroke P. The operation is called close to heaven. He states, The Wild Mountain DX team would like to inform the whole world that we are kicking it up a notch again over three thousand metres. ASL We will be QRV on forty twenty fifteen metres as well as six two metres between June twenty third and twenty sixth twenty sixteen. QRO See guys in the pile up. QSL for this activation is OE1DXU. This is the group's third high-altitude DX activation, being at 3.250 metres above sea level. Being very cold up there, they hope that their amps will keep them warm. They also mentioned we tried several months to get a special call, but it was denied. This will not keep us from getting on the air from the Great Mountains in Austria. Ops and calls are Alex, OE1DXU, Eddie. OE5POP and Peter OE5PSO In celebration of the 90th birthday of our Queen Elizabeth II, special event station GB90QEB is now on the air until June 13. Activity will be on SSB and digital modes on all HF bands. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FU, Q-Inningham.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: Media Watch and MF Down Under, an edited VK compendium of articles and projects for the 630 and 160 metre bands, will be available this month But orders are being taken now. This is said to be the first time an Oceania-centric publication of such magnitude has been compiled on the topic and published in the amateur press. It is something each AR Club library may consider purchasing for its members' access. 346 A4 pages, 44 articles and projects by 15 VK authors. Wire spiral bounding so it rests flat on a desk. This is intended to be a limited-run cost-recovery legacy to Amateur Radio in Oceana. Publication, 20th of June 2016, and as I said, orders are currently being taken by the editor of
6: MF Down Under. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Alexandru Sest, OZ9AEC, has published a post about digital video transmission using the new Lime SDR developed in Guildford, UK, and GNU Radio. Alexandru writes, One of the reasons why I find that Lime SDR is interesting is that I can transmit high data rates over a wide frequency spectrum. It covers many ham radio bands where we can legally transmit wide signals using high power. This allows us to experiment cutting-edge technologies such as digital video transmission over the air. In this experiment, I explored transmitting a high-definition video file over the air using GNU Radio and the Lime SDR board. Worldwide special interest groups, females in radio. Alara share the dream. Alara are planning a lunch in conjunction with Tasmania's premier radio club, Reest. This will be a chance for whales to get together and to get to know each other. But Alara also want to encourage more women to become involved with amateur radio. So if you're eavesdropping in on today's broadcast, make sure you set the date and get along on June the 18th. The lunch meeting will be an opportunity for women not yet licensed to become familiar with amateur radio, to find out what happens in the shack and what activities there are outside the shack and what training is needed to get a license. The lunch, as I said, will be on Saturday 18th of June, it's from 12.30pm at the Reese Club Rooms on the Domain in Hobart. Please contact Linda, that's vk7 at alara.org.au or Justin vk7 tango whisky, that's vk7tw at wia.org.au And Alara has a regular net, Monday night at 10.30 UTC. On the first and third Mondays, it's Echolink and other Mundos it's on 3.57 megahertz. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier QRM in space 100 Sprite 437 MHz satellites to be deployed Tiny Sprite spacecraft are planned to be shipped to the International Space Station in July and Nature Magazine reports Zach Manchester KD2BHC is having a second attempt at deploying about 100 Sprite spacecrafts in space. And at the same time, on 70 centimeters, the first attempt at deployment from the CubeSat KickSat 1 in 2014 was unsuccessful, so in July, KickSat 2 carrying the sprites, each fitted with their own 437MHz transmitter, will be flown to the ISS. The CubeSat will be then deployed later in the year, and KickSat 2 will in turn deploy its cargo of sprites. Argentine Satellite Carrying Amateur Radio Payload Launched from China The Argentine NUSAT-1 Carrying the LUSX, that's the LU Satellite Experiment Amateur Radio UV Linear Transponder and 436MHz Beacon was launched on May the 30th from China And with NUSAT-1 on the launch was sister satellite NUSAT-2 which carries a 437MHz Beacon LUSX is an AMSAT-LU project and AMSAT-LU reports that both satellites are sending strong telemetry on 70 centimetres. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA Inducted into the CQ Hall of Fame is Roger Ballister, G3KMA. As manager of the Islands of the Air program since 1986, Roger has seen IOTA grow from a few hundred early participants to more than 10,000 today worldwide special interest groups Radio Amateur Young Timers Team Netherlands Ready for Yota 2016 The Dutch Amateur Radio Society Vernon report that their team of young radio amateurs are ready for Yota 2016 event in Austria held on July the 16th to the 23rd This year's Yota event will be the biggest yet with more than 110 participants from 27 countries Yes, it's already a huge success. The unique program has once again been put together Participants will attend a workshop to build a whisper transmitter with a Raspberry Pi and a VHF and HF antenna. They will then use this during a SOTA activity. Further activities focus on satellites, MCOM, digital voice, making QSOs and more. During the summer camp, the participant teams will be regularly on the air with a special call sign of OE2 YOTA. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio Andrew McMichael and Weissen SA are providing a radio safety net for the Sierra Horse Endurance Ride, the 2016 state championship event. This is from Friday the 1st to Sunday the 3rd of July, and the base will be Wirenna. Checkpoints are to be connected via 2 meter Simplex or via 2 meter Repeater on the Weissen SA Repeater Frequency. Weissen SA say their new go-boxes will be deployed. Questions? contact Andrew McMichael, VK5FMAC, at secretary at sa.wison.org.au. And that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN reporting from Melbourne. As
1: we tie the ribbon for another week on the social scene, as we said earlier, June 11 to 13, that is this weekend, held in VK5, it's the VK Fox Hunting Championship and the CERD Convention at Mount Gambier. July 9 to 10 in VK3, Gipstech 2016 at Church Hill. August 7 in VK6, NCRG Hamfest, 9am, Cyril Jackson Community Hall, Ashfield. September 23 to 25 in VK4, Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM weekend, Lake Maraboon Holiday Village, that's near Emerald. September to October, September 30 to October 3 in VK4, Cardwell Gathering, the long weekend being held at Beachcomber Motel. November, November 6th in VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest, an early start this one, 8am. November 26th in VK3, Rosebud Radio Fest, 9.30am, through until 2pm. And November 26th in VK7, Miana Hamfest, Saturday the 26th. Now, until we meet again, I'm Graham, VK4, Baker Baker.